Hey there, this is the Body and Soul podcast called Healthish with your host, that is me, Felicity Harley. Hey, happy Women's Health Week. Yes, this week, every episode is centered around improving women's health and helping all women. If you're one listening or were assigned one at birth, make healthier choices. Now, one topic we haven't tackled for a long while on this podcast is fertility which is perfect for this week of celebration. Layla Hechtman is a highly respected fertility clinician, PhD researcher, naturopathic author and educator, and she joins me via Zoom. I wanted her to answer this one question. Can you actually eat your way to better fertility? Well, we'll wait and see what she says. If you like what you hear from Layla, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish where she answers the most common fertility questions you might have. You can catch that wherever you get your podcasts. Leia, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. How's your day been so far? Been great. Thanks for having me. Oh, great. It's a Monday, listeners. We're recording it on Monday, so I love that answer. On a Monday. <laughs> We're talking, well, eating your way to better fertility. Can you talk to us about the importance of nutrition for fertility? Absolutely. Okay, so let's take some basics. Fertility is essentially a reflection of our general health. How healthy we are determines how fertile we are, obviously within the realms of um, a few parameters, and we are what we eat. So if we eat really well, then our fertility is going to be really good. If we eat really poorly, choose unwisely, um, indulge too much, then that will have a negative effect on our fertility. And we can go into the nitty-gritty of specific foods or specific nutrients or anything like that, but if you eat well, you will be more fertile. So there's the answer in a nutshell. (laughs) Well, let's talk about perhaps, you know, the nutrients and the minerals we need to focus on if we do want to get pregnant or perhaps we don't want to get pregnant right now but we do in the future. What are some of the key nutrients we should include and minerals and some foods that should definitely be in our diet. Definitely. Okay. So bear in mind that I have supported people to conceive, you know, vegans, carnivores. It doesn't matter what type of dietary um, structure you want to to lean into. It's absolutely fine. You just have to obviously address that you get the vitamins, the minerals, the protein, the carbohydrates, etc. So within that realm, um, the most important nutrient certainly in today's world is ubiquinol because um, we know that at, at the heart of our, our eggs and our sperm, are these amazing powerhouses of energy called the mitochondria and they're entirely dependent on ubiquinol and ubiquinol is found in all animal foods so if someone's vegan there are ways around it Um, but it's essentially it's in the muscle of any animal so it can be certainly crustaceans and seafood but predominantly it's things like red meat and white meat Um, but that leans into you know just needing to make sure that we have enough protein in our diet protein builds our cells and our eggs and our sperm are essentially cells so not enough protein means we won't get enough that way but I guess if you take the top five um, vitamins and minerals the top five would be iron because it helps to move blood around the body particularly in women anemic women find it very difficult to ovulate healthy eggs um, iron-rich foods will include things like meat and fish, um, but certainly vegetarian sources like you know tomato-based curries or um, cashews or dried apricots, things like that. Um, zinc is involved in anywhere between 200 and 300 enzyme pathways that are responsible for reproductive health. So anything from your immune system not rejecting the sperm if you're a female to having sperm that swim in the right direction, zinc is going to be involved in that. And zinc, the richest dietary source are actually oysters, uh, but certainly things like sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds are fantastic for zinc. 
Um, but the biggest challenge is, is that Australian soil is incredibly low in zinc. So everything that we eat is incredibly low in zinc. So it might be useful to have a supplement. Um, another really important nutrient is vitamin D. Uh, vitamin D, the more we research it, the more we find that it's involved in just about everything. So every single step of making a baby, both from the hormones for the female to the quality of her egg to if she accepts the sperm to the quality of the sperm to how they talk, everything is vitamin D controlled. Um, vitamin D is best to have enough cholesterol in your body, so having enough good fats, um, and then having that cholesterol do this fantastic chemical reaction when we're in the sun, which is why we get vitamin D from the sun. But certainly food sources are things like fish skins and egg yolks, all of your B vitamins. So all your B vitamins help to regulate a process called methylation, and methylation is essentially the speed with which our cells do everything. So whether or not our cells behave correctly, whether or not they replicate correctly, we're going to need all of our B vitamins. And B vitamins are really rich in things like leafy greens and certainly animal products, um, dairy products, um, certainly legumes and pulses and whole grains as well. But um, they're probably the top group, and I'm sure I'll, you know, finish this podcast and go, I forgot something, but nonetheless, they're probably the top five. <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's, a, that's a good start. And when you were talking, I was just thinking, gosh, the human body is just phenomenal, isn't it? The way it takes all these in and, and just, yeah, it can spit out a baby in the long, in the long, well, not spit out. Hey, I, <laughs> having had three myself, you definitely don't spit them out, but... <laughs> A little bit more complicated than that, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, just quickly, what are some foods that are detrimental to fertility? So the ones that no one wants to hear about, um, things like alcohol and caffeine and um, deep fried foods and, you know, there's literature on everything. And, you know, it's really fascinating when you look, there's this whole burgeoning area of research at the moment about alcohol, how there's so much research that's come out that goes, no, no, you should have a glass of red wine every day. It's really important for resveratrol and things. Um alcohol is still a toxin. It still makes an absolute mess of our hormones. It's it's a toxin for our body to have to process. And we know that it's negative for the quality of sperm and the quality of eggs and makes our hormones do weird and wonderful things. So it's all the things that you know that we should avoid. Um, and then there's contention around things like dairy and gluten and soy. It's very much about the individual that's in front of you. So some people will be fine and some won't. But basically get yourself in a healthy state. And you're quite passionate about the blokes, what, how does diet affect sperm quality and, and how can we encourage our partners to focus on this if we are wanting to get pregnant? Because it's bloody hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. But there's this amazing analogy that I've adapted over time but was given by one of my lecturers when I was studying my master's about 12 years ago, whatever it is now. Um, and she would always talk about it that um, you've essentially you've got the sperm and within the sperm, the mitochondria, the powerhouses, the energy centers, and the sperm comes along to the egg and the egg goes, okay, I'm going to clean up all the mess that you've given me. So there's all the DNA within the sperm. And if that DNA is rearranged in an unhealthy way, the egg goes, oh my God, what is all this? I'm going to have to clean it up. And then the egg goes, okay, whatever energy I've got left over, I'll clean myself up and then I'll create this embryo. So you basically put the guilt on the blokes. <laughs> you tell them that if their sperm quality is rubbish, um, it's going to be the egg's responsibility to tidy it all up and anything that they do in their lives. So whether or not they have that extra beer or they eat that burger or they go for a run or they sleep eight hours of night, anything positive or negative will make it easier for for the, um, the egg to actually achieve conception. So it's it's a dance of two together and, and we're both equally responsible. And I like the fact that you're bringing this into the conversation because, I mean, you know, my oldest is nine, so it was a while ago since I – it took me – 
18 months to get pregnant with Jimmy. So, and, and I even feel like a decade ago that, you know, blokes weren't part of the conversation. And I think, and even 10 years later, they're probably not enough in many ways. So I love that you're, you know, including this and, and talking about this. Mm. Yeah, no, look, I mean, when we look at all the research, it's 50-50. It doesn't matter how you you change it and whether or not it's that the sperm has a glitch or the male has a glitch or just that the egg has extra work to do. It's both of us. It's both of us. And we make healthy babies if we do it together. Absolutely. Leah, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you so much. Well, there we go. Layla answered the question, can you actually eat your way to better fertility? Hey, also this week, because it is Women's Health Week, we are running a live series on our Instagram where we have loads of great guests, including one of my favourites, a Dr. Libby Weaver. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Vibe Body and Soul, to catch that live series. You can also follow us on Facebook and TikTok. And if you want any other info, just head to bodyandsoul.com.au. Thank you for tuning in. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, happy Women's Health Week and stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.